Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fenway Rundown Podcast. This is Mass Live's Red Sox show, and I'm the host, Chris Cotillo, coming to you live from a Tampa hotel room. Where we're joined by Chris Smith, my co-beat writer, who's also here in Tampa uh, in advance of the ALDS between the Red Sox and the Rays. Uh, a lot of coverage coming out, obviously, over the next few days as we've had uh, all week and what has been a really crazy week uh, for the Red Sox, really crazy week for everybody on the beat. But before game one tonight, we wanted to just kind of do a, a brief pod and talk about uh, the keys to the series, our thoughts on the roster, all that type of stuff. So, Chris, let's let's get right, right into it. The roster came out this morning. J.D. Martinez is on it, which means that his ankle is apparently feeling good enough to play. That doesn't mean he's going to be in the lineup tonight necessarily, but, I mean, it's a good sign that he's obviously going to play during this series after missing Tuesday night. And obviously the big news, Matt Barnes is left off for the roster. He is not going to be active for the Red Sox in this best of five. Jaron Duran's off the roster. Danny Santana, for some reason, is on it. Um, what were your big takeaways from when they announced it this morning? Uh, Matt Barnes, obviously, is the uh, the big takeaway. And I tweeted out a couple of weeks before the playoffs began, like, you know, he's on the verge of not making the postseason roster. This is unbelievable that a guy who, you know, was so dominant, you know, an all-star, you know, closer the first half of the year gets an extension and now he's just completely irrelevant in the bullpen. Um, you right. know, I mean, it's just unbelievable story. So, um, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. What was yours? Yeah, that to me too. I mean, he, and I, I wrote this and when I, when I posted what the roster was, I mean, 230 ERA and 23 saves through the end of July coming off first all-star appearance. He was like, you know, the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest bright spot of the first half of the Red Sox um, signs that extension. And then in August and September, 11 and two thirds innings, 9.26 ERA, misses time with COVID, velocities down, just a complete train wreck. And, you know, you look at some of the names that are trusted over him. I mean, Brazier, Austin Davis, uh, Hauk, Ottavino, Martin Perez, Garrett Richards, Hansel Robles, you know, Josh Taylor, Garrett Whitlock are the guys are going to carry in their bullpen. A guy like Brazier or, you know, a guy like Richards or a guy like Robles being trusted over Barnes for a postseason roster. All that would have been unthinkable really at any point during the summer, but it's the reality of what Alex Boro faces now. Um, you know, the other thing was, you know, I think J.D. Martinez was probably about 50-50 to be on this roster at all. So I think that's a very good sign for the Red Sox, obviously. Um, and a couple other changes from, you know, the other night. Uh, Connor Wong, Jonathan Arauz were left off. Uh, Martin Perez makes the team probably just as a mop-up guy if there's a blowout in one of these games. Um but you know, not 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 many shocks beyond uh, the Barnes thing. Um, is, is there any reason in your mind why Danny Santana is on and, and Jaron Duran is not? Yeah, that's a good question. I, that's that's a legit question because Jaron Duran can you know pinch run probably better than anybody, and uh, yeah. so I mean he's got such good speed. You know, uh, I guess, I guess so, Santana covers you positionally a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, that's, that's one reason. So, yeah, uh, it's, you know, and as Perez, that's not as surprising as you said, because, you know, he, he could play a Tim Wakefield, uh, role in what yeah. was it, game three of the ALCS. So I think people were surprised, a little surprised on that one, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. People were, were shocked by that and, and a little bit, uh, by, by Santana and a couple of the other names, um, in your mind, you know, what are the keys to the series for the Red Sox? I mean, what are the – is it as simple as, uh, you know, good starting pitching performances, starting with Eduardo Rodriguez tonight? I mean, that's what I think it is. But uh, in your mind, what is it? 
Yeah, I think it's getting to their starting pitchers too early yeah. um, because their bullpen's so good. The uh, bull, um, you know, they can obviously match up well throughout a game. And if you're leading, if you're if you're trailing early or if you're trailing mid game, it's difficult to overcome. You know, a deficit against the uh, the Rays, and so. And that goes hand in hand with starting pitching, you know, like um, the Reds, uh, you know, last time I was here, one of the writers for the race told me that, you know, they do have some difficulty against left-handed starters. You have two left-handers, even though their OPS is decent against, I think they're ninth in, they were ninth in the regular season in OPS against left-handers, but they do have some trouble with left-handed starters. So you got two lefties going right away. Yep. Then you have Evaldi and you can even put, you know, um, Nick Pavetta in there. I think Nick Pavetta is probably going to be more of a, you know, a high leverage reliever role. And mm-hmm. he had so much success against, you know, the Rays this year. Um, it was like his first two starts, he only gave up like a couple hits against them. So, um, yeah, I, I think that um, the important thing is just, uh, you know, getting to their starters and your starters. Uh, it's pretty basic. And your starters, you know, pitching like they're capable of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's an interesting uh, situation that the Rays are in. They have two ultra-talented young pitchers going in these first uh, two games of the series. Tonight, we'll see lefty Shane McClanahan. The Red Sox you know, struggle against lefties. McClanahan, a rookie this year, this is only his 26th Major League start. And tomorrow, uh, Shane Boz, he's only pitching in his fourth Major League start, a guy the Red Sox haven't seen before. Um, you know, these guys are, are young, like I said, super super talented but um to me there there's a little bit of that's a little bit scary to have rookies um you know in their first postseason start and with the red sox you have you know valdi's obviously been there before sale has been there before eduardo rodriguez has been there before um and i think that could help especially on the road to start yeah i mean you know it's it's crazy that their game one starter they won over 100 games and their game one starter is a guy you know wasn't even on the opening day roster for them didn't even yep. and you know, game starter. what's that yeah it didn't even like you know didn't even pitch for them most of most of April and obviously as you said their game two starters only started four games and so yeah, he made Boz made his debut September twentieth. You know I think the experience helps, but you know they also need to pitch this pitch this um, you know lineup carefully. Uh, Low is obviously had he's teared up the Red Sox. Brandon Low, uh, Brandon Lau is it Lau? <laughs> There's Lows and Lows all up and down the roster. <laughs> whatever so anyway wander franco um has really just torn up the red Sox this year in his rookie year here so um you know they have a better it's funny it's a weird tampa team if this tampa team had the type of offense that they have this year last year they might have beaten the dodgers in the world series yeah. they're usually like you look at the dot uh, the rays and it's all pitching and this year they're hitting you could say is better than their pitching so it's a different uh Rays team and uh, we shall see. Uh, they've got to be careful with a couple guys in that lineup. What do you think? Uh, and I know that you you weren't here in 2013 when they played them in the playoffs, right? That was before. That's what I'm looking forward to. Is is the tr- I didn't experience that in 2013. I wasn't here. Um, and so the, that's that's something that's going to be interesting because I remember like you know 2000 and uh, the 2008 playoffs, you know, the first yeah. game that they played in the ALDS, even before they played the Red Sox in the ALCS that year. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, this isn't the same place. Yeah, like, where did all these people know, like, come from? 
you know, watching it on TV, the, the thunder sticks, the, um, Cowbell. you know, the, the cowbells. And so, um, exciting you know, to write through tonight. I'm actually very excited to see what, to, and I heard that they're expecting, uh, 35,000, which is, mm-hmm. you know, is a good number. They're opening up the top, the top seats and they're, they're expecting 35,000. So this is, it's going to be, you don't get many opportunities to see the Tampa, um, you know, the Tropicana Field wild, and we're finally going to get to see that. So that's that's actually one part that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I remember, it was the last time I was here. The only Sox series I've ever covered here was the last uh, road trip in '19, and the Rays were like really good, and there's still nobody, uh, nobody in the seats. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, you know, Sunday afternoon at Fenway is going to be rocking. Uh, there's a there's a push to get Monday's game four if they need it at 11 a.m. on the uh, revised marathon Monday. I don't think the rights holders are going to go for it, but that would be pretty cool. They're trying to get, a, you've heard this, they're trying to get an 11 a.m. game. I've seen, I mean, I don't think the Red Sox are trying to do it. I've seen people on Twitter saying it would be a good idea, which it would be. It would be cool. Yeah, I don't know. Playoff game. Playoff game. So not probably going to happen. But anyway, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the, the times that I've been here at Tropicana Field, um you know, I think that race fans get a little bit of a, you know, a stereotyped, um, you know, it's very, it, it's very difficult to get over here with the bridge and everything and traffic. Yeah. You know, their, their TV not, ratings are usually unbelievable. Their TV ratings are. So like when I, when I come here, I see race fans, they're, they're loyal fans. I mean, they're, yeah, they're loyal fans, but um, so they probably get, you know, it's, 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 you know, but yeah, I mean, there's reasons for it. And if they had the ballpark in a better spot, they'd probably draw more fans. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a hotbed of baseball with, you know, high school and colleges and there's a ton of great players that come from around here. So it's, it's a baseball area. Now we'll wrap up with this because I don't want to go too long today with, with a lot of pregame stuff to do, but give me your prediction, who wins and how many games and why. Yeah, I think the Rays win in four or five. You know, I'm beginning to think that the Red Sox have a chance um, more than I thought, like, you know, entering this whole, like even entering the wild card game. That, um, you know, I feel like the Red Sox offense was just dead the last two weeks of the season. They didn't mm-hmm. play, you know, they, they weren't as good in high leverage situations, obviously, this whole second half as they were you know, in, in, in the first half and that stuff evens out. Yep. So, um, you know, they're not a team that's like, you know, is, is sell described as the sandpaper Red Sox, the guys you expect to come back. However, you know, I mean, the playoffs is a different thing. Maybe they're, maybe this is a different season for them. Maybe they, you know, from the second half, maybe they, you know, get going with a couple of good pitching performances. They, they gain some confidence here. Obviously they looked a lot more sharp in that wild card game than they had for like the final two weeks of the regular season. It was right. like a completely they did different sweep the team. Nationals too. People forget that <laughs> they had a lot of trouble sweeping the Nationals. They did it. Yes, and so um, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I but uh, you know, right now before the series starts, I'm, you know, I could change my mind tonight if if Erod goes out there and pitches a good game, and we see you know like get Chris Sale and as I said, you know, Valdi and Nick Pavetta and different guys have had some success here. I mean, look at Erot's had some success, a lot of success at Tropicana field. And so has Chris sale. So you got the right, you know, that almost threw a no hitter here. Yeah. So you've got, you know, pitchers that can do it. And, uh, you know, maybe Pavetta fills out like a role, like, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be the Evaldi of 2018, but yeah. a similar, a similar role, like that rover role that, you know, he can go one or two innings, 
um, not six innings like you know uh, maybe he does, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, we that's what I, we needed a seven and a half hour game. Already. <laughs> That'd be great. My official uh, prediction: Red Sox in four. I uh, I think they got they got momentum on their side, and you look at it this way. And I, someone uh, on the radio, I think Tony Maz said this yesterday, so I'll give him credit for it. But you split here, you go into Fenway with Evaldi on the mound. You think you probably uh, have a good chance of winning that game. You go up two one, and you get two chances to win it. One at home at eleven o'clock on Monday, of course. And uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like they have a chance and. That means we're going to Houston or Chicago. So uh, we'll see. It's obviously a tough opponent, you know, 100-win team. It's kind of a homer take, which I don't usually do, but that's just how I feel. I, I But you know what? I'm hot because Monday and Tuesday I was saying this team is going to come out and they're going to kind of like easily win the wild card game. And I said, if all these going to shove and they're going to, it's not going to be close. It was the uh, most lopsided 6-2 game ever. Um, it felt like a m- much, much, bigger blowout than it was but so i'm I'm hot right now going to keep the hot streak rolling with that red Sox before prediction that's chris smith i'm chris gatillo we have uh the two of us in our columnist matt votor from mass live here in tampa in the st pete area um and we'll be, all be covering uh this whole series so uh check out all the coverage on the site